Why this lesson now? Four reasons. One, to cap off our leadership and communications bundle of three lessons in February. This was about communications internal to service agency or government that allows our leaders to develop better strategy, influence policy to alter strategy, sometimes dramatically, and demanding and using meaningful population data beyond passing opinions to demand more from flawed surveys, polls, and social media metadata collection, which we'll talk about next month. Essentially, intelligence intelligence driving operations and strategy. Reason number two is this is an introduction to the rest of the course. As, As I said earlier, intelligence drives strategy and drives the strategies that are covered and discussed in Lessons 9 through 14. Specifically, applications to wicked problems in the information warfare strategy domain. To analyze and navigate the disciplines of population analysis, stabilization, then sub and transnational governance. Reason number three, this is a moment for our deep reflection on analysis itself. Intelligence best practices are critical and strategic thinking best practices, such as logic, sound use of evidence, and rigorous application of methodology. And fourth, and finally, the reason for this lesson now is that this is a moment to apply all, even those with a background in intelligence, to up our game as consumers of strategic and national intelligence. This is, after all, education for immediate professional development in addition to general education for a master's in JPME too. This collateral learning for each lesson. And for this lesson, this is even for those career intelligence professionals and analysts out there, even those that have taught, led, and commanded intelligence education and training institutes yourselves. This is an opportunity to challenge ourselves to become even more effective consumers of that strategic and national intelligence that transcends disciplines of the dime construct or just the military and security uh, disciplines specifically, looking beyond just traditional state threats to even look to opportunities in civil society abroad. So now for some background. Information is knowledge obtained from observation, investigation, or study. It is often raw, unfiltered, unevaluated. It could be unimportant, false, incomplete, misleading, in part, or as a whole. So think back to our information and glass-nosed lesson, lesson three in January. Then we have intelligence. In this podcast, when I say intelligence, this is what I mean. Intelligence is meaningful analysis of information. Intelligence is contextualized, vetted, and usable information is a type of information. It helps strategic leaders make decisions and informs policymakers to lead the state more effectively amidst challenges, threats, and opportunities. Each information report that then may help inform finalized intelligence is vetted by one, its source, and two, its information something we do for all our critical thinking and something we do for all our primary and secondary sources for our ISRP. So for those of us that are working on drafts of the ISRP, perhaps this is a good time to reflect on how we wrestle 
with the sources that we are using. When I say source, let me provide an example. Let's say a person. We want to look at that person's past reporting performance, his reliability, his ability to observe, internalize, communicate, transmit, his access, his honesty, his character, his professional qualifications, his education, his language abilities, agendas, biases, physical abilities, such as hearing and eyesight in some cases, and cognitive abilities. We also want to look at the information in this case, in this example, illustration, the information that a person claims. How does this information compare with other information or intelligence that we have? Does it make sense in general? Is it logical? Is there evidence-based? Does it make sense with what we know is true in the world and with, with regards to human nature? Is it relevant? Is it important? And what does it mean? The focuses of intelligence are so much more or so much well beyond the dime paradigm. We are focused on areas and structures and capabilities, organizations, peoples, intentions, influences, ideologies, narratives, psychologies, and also events in the political, military, economic, security, social, infrastructure, medical, energy, and information realms. It will also oftentimes, even at the strategic and national level, will include assessments of the environment, weather, terrain. A little bit on estimated probability. As Vietnamese General Giap noted in 1975, in the history of wars and revolutions, even the most accurate predictions could not anticipate adequately and truthfully but only approximately and essentially what would take place in reality. Estimative language consists of two elements, and this is specifically uh, by or a quote from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. I'll begin the quote again. Estimative language consists of two elements, judgments about the likelihood of developments or events occurring, and levels of confidence in the sources and analytic reasoning supporting the judgments. Judgments are not intended to imply proof that shows something as fact. Assessments are based on collected information, which is often incomplete, fragmentary, as well as logic, argumentation, and precedence. Intelligence analysts attempt to make forthright judgments on the veracity of each report as well as each report used for that final intelligence, as well as the likelihood of veracity of that finished intelligence product, of that finished analysis. Intelligence is often predictive and contextualized amidst other intelligence and or world affairs. Intelligence scholar Sherman Kent, Sherman Kent, suggested using words of estimative probability with intelligence assessments. We'll often see words like highly unlikely, unlikely, possible, likely, highly likely, and almost certain. With our ISRP, we are not proving your thesis. We are not proving anything. This is not mathematics. This is not the study of philosophy. And this is not law. This is essentially strategic studies 
uh, with military history and the study of the history of an application of strategy. So again, we are outside the realm of proving something, if you will, that you would get in, for example, uh, basic or theoretical mathematics and philosophy. Now, policymakers and commanders have the burden of making decisions with imperfect intelligence, even scenarios that the intelligence analysts judge as almost certain may never pan out. It is thus important that statesmen and military leaders understand fully and grapple with the uncertainties of honest intelligence estimates. Thank you.